people people we are back um it's been a while but again we're here because there's obviously some things that needs to be addressed in the wrestling community i'm two james of the big Bell podcast i'm here with hill will mahoney one third of the snack society what's up dude what's going on my man we are back and gonna get fired up tonight with some flaming hot topics once again yes yes uh before we get started um a lot of people reached out to me and we made it happen and Aww. i reintroduce you to miss caitlin what is going on hi guys i would do my chair okay i could probably do it i'll do the page i'm back <laughs> no, <laughs> never asked me to do that again that was the worst thing <laughs> you again. hi everybody welcome, welcome back to my my terrible i got my icon and you know my i guess my sound is always bad but uh i'm back hello no, you're fine well, welcome back yeah so look if anyone's has ever heard her in the past on the shows i mean look she <laughs> actually kn- she knows the material she 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 provides a very unique aspect to things but god this is within her element in this new series mm. that we've started where we just literally if this may be your first episode listen to our flaming hot topic series this is where we kind of target these 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 topics within the wrestling community that has people hot and we go from you know some of the like maybe some of the maybe some of the most like really controversial things to some things that just needs a lot of attention and we just let we just let it let y'all have it so we're here this is um our episode four or five might be number five it's five okay 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 Definitely give a listen to those other ones. They're they're timeless. The topics don't they, they don't go anywhere. They're, they're definitely timeless. I, I legitimately go back and listen to them because I just had so much fun laughing at some of the things we say. So um, but yeah, let's let's kick it off. First off, I will I'll let you have the honor here uh on why we're here for episode five. Okay, well, we're here for episode five, I guess, because you were saying that people reached out to you to uh, go into this timely topic this week. So this week we lost one of the best big men, possibly even the best big man that the wrestling business has ever seen this week. Big Van Vader, Leon White, Baby Bull Power, all kinds of different names he had over the years. But, I mean, he started out in the 80s, and he was competing up until a couple years ago. So we're talking a really long run for Big Van Vader, but we lost him this week to a was it heart failure? If I remember yeah. right. Well, well, um, um, that, that's that's the ultimate thing of what it was. But um, I he's think been in the, bad shape for a while. Yeah, I think the cause of death was, was pneumonia. So I, I um, but ultimately, it's, it's it started with the heart the heart condition that he he was sustaining over the last two years. Yeah, he's been he's been in bad shape for a while after a a absolutely amazing career spanning the globe, truly spanning the globe. Uh, he started in America in the AWA and went off to uh, Japan where he was given the Big Van Vader gimmick from a uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And um, he got that there. And. From there, I mean, he went everywhere. He went to Mexico. He went to Europe. And he he started collecting titles as a kid. He was one of my favorites. And before I even really, really saw the Big Van Vader gimmick in WCW, he was all over the wrestling magazines for having, like, he's got a belt in Mexico. He's got a belt in Europe. And he's got a belt in Japan. And, you know, they were kind of, like, crowning him as, like, you know, the big, you know, kind of uncrowned world champion that hasn't made a splash in the States yet. And he had a presence. And once he showed up in WCW and uh, in 92 was when they finally started giving him a big push and put the title on him for the first time. I mean, he took off so fast. And the thing with Vader was Vader was a big guy. He was pushing 400 pounds at um certain times and he played as a former football player played for the la rams was part of their backup squad and um he could do things that just nobody did he had speed he had mobility he broke the mold of what big guy wrestlers did in that time period and the biggest jaw dropper of them all in 93 he busted out and did a moonsault yeah. <laughs> which was just unheard of 
nobody had done something like that before. So that was like the jaw dropper of all jaw droppers. But I mean, WCW, he had a great, great feud with Sting over the world title. If you got the WWE Network, I highly recommend. I, I put this up this week on my Twitter at Heel Will Mahoney when he passed. Because the first thing I think of when I think of Vader is the feud with Sting. And if you only know him from the WWF, you did not see his best stuff. Go on the network, watch Great American Bash 92, watch Starcade 92, and Super Brawl 3. On each of those shows, Vader wrestles Sting, and all three of those matches are absolutely amazing, and they're all different. They're not alike at all, and I cannot highly recommend them any possibly more than I am right now. Go out of your way to watch us if you only, especially if you only know Vader from the WWF. But Hall of Fame run easily between WCW and then his work in Japan, his work in Europe, and then he eventually gets to the WWF in early '96, and it just it didn't go the way us folks at the time were hoping. He, they, WWF never gave him the chance to be the Vader that he was elsewhere. He was he didn't get to be the full-on monster. But he came in with a big splash, beat up Gorilla Monsoon in his mm-hmm. debut after the Royal Rumble, which is one of the big memorable, memorable things he did in the WWF, which for the time was a really big deal. So Gorilla Monsoon, nobody ever put a hand on him once he was like an announcer, like all through the 80s and stuff. So that was like a big, big scene. And so Vader had a few years running the WWF that just never quite materialized to what it should have been. Had a big uh, SummerSlam main event with Shawn Michaels that these days seems to be known more than anything for mm-hmm. how the match didn't go, <laughs> how Shawn Michaels wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and there's audible parts of that match where Shawn Michaels is visibly frustrated and yelling at Vader. And it's it's quite a scene. It's quite a scene. That seems to be one of the things that he's mostly known for now in WWF as far as Vader's WWF run. But even after that, he left WWF. He went back to Japan and he came back with a vengeance. He had a great run in 99 in um, all Japan and got the triple crown there. And he kind of returned to his old form after like his years in the WWF where he struggled for a bit. And then from there, it just, you know, through the 2000s, he still kept wrestling and started doing more Japanese indies and would occasionally pop up in the WWF. But um, to James, you were saying what about we're talking about two years ago so that his health really started to to go yeah. down. Yeah. And I, like, uh, again, I just want to reiterate uh, for, for this particular show, this show doesn't and Will's just that educated. Like th- there's no prep for the show. We, we like to bring our opinions and lay it flat out on the show. So uh, while while we talking, I do a little homework at the same time. So so I have the exact dates, but I did know it was already two years before then. But it was it was on November eighth of two thousand sixteen where he tweeted um, that uh, he was. I'm sorry, six days later. Okay, okay. So November eighth is when he he tweeted out about being in a car accident and was unconscious for thirty five minutes. Um, six days later is when he then was diagnosed with congested heart failure. So. Okay. Since then, I mean, you know, a tweet like that from uh, easily a first ballot Hall of Fame, everyone, their mother and the rest of the community is retweeting it. So that's when I started to appear on this, you know, this journey that he's about to embark on. So since then, he's just been, you know, very, very passionate about still wanting to wrestle or just, you know, you know, getting getting the proper treatment and so on, which he had had a couple of procedures since then. Um, he pretty much kept everyone up to date with everything. I think there was no gaps on on what he was doing in his free time. He'd done plenty of podcasts, blah, blah, blah. And um, and he he at one point did explain that he regret tweeting about it and, and you know, how he wanted to still wrestle again, but it wasn't... Um, oh, and he was even likely to die in the ring, but this it just, it just was a lot. But again, a lot of attention was brought to it. But ever since then, the biggest thing to take away from that is that since in November of 2016, now let's let's pay attention to the date here. Um, he started the campaign that he knew that he didn't have much more time to live, and all he wanted to do was be able to go out in the Hall of Fame. Right, and that, he, that, was, he, he was publicly campaigning to to make it known that he he was looking to get in. That yeah. was definitely happening, and that was very obvious on his Twitter presence. And not, every year around like the fall especially when they would get start getting around to the time where they'd be coming up with the names he was definitely openly campaigning for it that's for sure yes so now we're here 
Because yes, of course yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, now we're yeah, and you're here. So everyone knows that's 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 a lot of the positivity coming in. That's not what this show is about because we 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 have to turn it around real quick. Because why why was I reached out to? Because it's like to talk about Vader. That's easy, you know. That's, that's but that don't belong on the flaming hot topic series. So why are we here, ladies and gentlemen? Because of that exact reason of him wanting to go into the Hall of Fame come 2016, which was uh which means he would have been eligible to go into the Hall of Fame for 2017. And 18 at this point. He just recently passed, but that was again that leaves him two years of eligibility of which he could have went in. Um before I say that, kid, I'll let I'll let you get in some remarks there. Uh I mean my initial and I was thinking about this last night when we were deciding on like the topics. You know, when you look at the Hall of Fame, you have to look at it from either like you know, a straight a straight standpoint or like a K Fame standpoint. Because the Hall of Fame is not some, the WWE Hall of Fame, it's not some venerable like sports institution. It's a sports entertainment institution. Like they have Donald Trump's in there, Snoop Dogg, Kid Rock. Like it's not that serious at the end of the day. But if you buy into wrestling, if you love wrestling as much as we all do, it is a very big deal. You do want the people that you want going in the Hall of Fame. And there's Constant arguments, I guess, like I, I would say other than Vader, like China is the big one. But why isn't she in the Hall of Fame because of the contributions mm-hmm. she sent to the business? And, you know, does her personal life negate any of that? Vader, as far as I know, didn't have, like, there's nobody that had anything against Vader or against him being in the Hall of Fame. I can only think, like, and this has no bearing on this, but he did take umbrage to the um, Ricochet Osprey match, wasn't it, in New Japan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't even want to fight Osprey about that. I'm, I'm bringing this back now. I've had a lot of drinks today, but I'm trying to remember how that went. Yeah, no, he had a match with um, Osprey over yeah. in, um, in in England, kind of playing off that. He saw the people showed him the gifts of Ricochet and Osprey. He's like, that's not wrestling. That's just yeah. doing flips and gymnastics. And he turned that, you know, he he very much turned that into an angle and got a match out of Osprey of with it. And, you know, hey, he, he he's, he's a worker. He was trying to yeah. get a payday. So. And, he got, <laughs> and he got his payday. And I can only, I mean... If there's nobody that has anything against, like, you know, Leon White backstage, I can't understand why he hasn't been put in yet. If not for maybe the fact that, like, I'm, I'm sure Vader was tweeting quite a bit. I think I did see a few tweets where he was going to make a comeback. Like, he was very much looking to wrestle this year. So what promotion was he going to wrestle for? Though? So maybe WWE was a little hesitant to put him in in case he starts to wrestle for New Japan or a, a competitive company. But... You know, you look at they put um, Bubba Ray Dudley in this year. He wrestles for ROH right now. So that kind of argument doesn't hold any water either. So I can't understand why they didn't put him in. They're going to put him in next year for sure. But it's a bit of a, a hollow gesture at this point, I, I guess. That's, a, that's how I feel about it. I was never a huge Vader Mark, but I understand the frustration that a lot of people have. Because it is a, you know, you're putting Hillbilly Jim in this year. Why don't you big Dan Vader? Like, why not? Yeah, it- Part of it goes back to, in my mind, that as you when you start out and you're talking about, you know, how we have a, there's a celebrity wing and Snoop Dogg's in, and whether whether you look at it from a kayfabe standpoint or just mm-hmm. you know a a general wrestling fan standpoint, the first one of the big points I always bring up about the WWE Hall of Fame when people start to dissect it and who's in it is right off the bat that there is no established criteria no, not at for all. the WWE Hall of Fame. There's nothing about you know you have to have been done wrestled this many years, or is it just a WWE hall of fame? It's, it's now pretty much taken on all of wrestling, but is it like, you know, there's no credentials as far as like championships or how long you were in the business or different places you went. It's, it's very much all about who is Vince want to put in that he can market to do some stuff with as like a retro, you know, nostalgia kind of thing. And they always, yeah. and I guess another thing always comes into play every year is they seem to have a set formula every year where it's like, okay, they're gonna put in a woman, they're gonna put in someone who's passed away, they're gonna do the legacy thing now with some older folks, and then they obviously want a bigger name to kind of be the headliner of the whole ceremony, and you know they they, they kind of have a set pattern now for how they do that show, and they seem to put in about eight names roughly every year. So one thing that jumps out to me is now that this is an annual thing and you're putting that many people in each year, you got to save some people. You can't put 
all the big names in necessarily at once because every year you're going to need people and they want people from different eras you know they want some 80s folks they want some 90s folks they want some 2000s you know they're they're trying to hit like kind of the different demographics of fans across the show so what i look today thinking about you know vader and like yesterday hillbilly jim's in coco beware's in like you know it's it's, it's such a mishmash of who's in and who isn't so I, the quick thing i thought about before we went on the air i was like all right who else isn't in that's kind of really of note and um, the biggest name that jumped out to me when I did a search is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man. He is not in the WWE Hall of Fame, and I was almost surprised wow. to, to notice that. But he's not. I, I almost if it, you have if it had been anyone else saying this right now, I cannot almost believe that. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Wow. So it's like there's there are names like that that just they're not in yet, and I think part of it is that they're like, well, we can do them. At any point, you know, we can do it this year. We can do it that year. You know, it's not so much a matter of going in in a certain order, like in matter of, I guess, your legacy, but they got to save some people. But then the downside of that is you have a situation like Vader where it's like, okay, well, you waited and now you lost your shot. <laughs> so, you died. <laughs> yeah. It's like now you got to go in post homulously, you know, and, and it's not what it was going to be, but. At the same point, I mean, I guess people were hitting up two chains like, you know, it's really messed up with they, you know, Vader wanted to get in. They didn't put him in. And now, you know, it's too late now for him. They, they can put him in, but he doesn't get to have his, you know, moment in the spotlight. But you can say that on one hand, but on the other hand, it's like you can't start put worrying about like every wrestler that's in failing health. Yeah. Because Lord knows there is a lot of them out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 no. You can't have that become like, you know, your top criteria in a way, because then it's going to, you know, it, it's a balancing act. It's a tricky balancing act. And I'm not sure how exactly you reconcile that. But I don't know. What, what are you thinking, too, James, since you're the ones hit up on this? I mean, look, I'm, I'm definitely not totally biased just be, and being sympathetic just because of what's happening. I'm definitely considering all aspects here. And, and I'm I'm going to speak strictly as a fan, as I am. If I'm going to a, attend a Hall of Fame, I want to attend it because of the star power or um, or 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 maybe, you know, um, favoritism to someone I like point blank, you know, and definitely the headline makes a big difference as well, too. When I like when I look back at two, uh, the 2018 Hall of Fame, um, number one, I didn't attend it. Zen Orleans was never a question I was going to go. And anybody who went all said that it ran extremely too long and they were all bored out of it. And it just didn't seem like a, a good, um, a good use of money being in new Orleans. Then I started looking at the car, uh, or looking at the inductees and yeah, Goldberg, cool. Ivory, cool. Double J. Um, huh? And, and, <laughs> and, and then the biggest one to me, Mark Henry, like, isn't he still <laughs> wrestling? Like I'm confused. So, I get Double J. I, I said this a long time ago. Double J was a business move. Hey, induct me into the Hall of Fame. I'll give you the rights to some of this TNA content. So that, you know, when you do your AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, mm -hmm. or or even Eric Young at this point, when you start doing their their documentaries, you know, I, he has stock in a company with yeah. before um, Anthem. So I'm sure, you know, he has rights to the, the library. So he has you know, all the Kurt Angle. He's got all the Kurt Angle stuff. Exactly. Sure he does. Yeah. And and then and then let's not let's let's not let's not even we won't have to this is not even speculative because now you start watching it and you start seeing it at the end of the document, just like the Hardys, you start seeing stuff, and you're just like, Oh, and if you want to watch the rest of this, please uh subscribe to whatever that little app they got, whatever. Uh is it called like global something? I don't I don't know, something. It's like G GWN or something, like yeah. global wrestling network, something like that. Yes, I mean, clearly that has... It's a pyramid scheme. They're always pyramids. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's it, it, you, you, you buy your subscription with Global Force Gold that you got to get. Gold bars for everyone. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, so it's, just, it's just like, a, is it about the fans or is it, a, it now it just seems a little bit about business now? And, and, and yeah, there's, there's no criteria in it. But also, too, you know, if it's about the fans, then, you know, we... we we only are aware of what's right in front of us. And the fact that everyone knew what Vader was going through, it's pretty evident that he should have been someone on their radar within scope that this made more sense for him to go in. 
now. And, and, and another person is China, which Caitlin brought up, is absolutely another person that deserves. So now when I start thinking about 2019, it's like, all right, well, how many people is actually going to be there that's still alive at the Hall of Fame, considering all these people that everyone's campaigning for? On Heart Name is strongly being can- campaigned for now, too, by um, a lot of high-profile wrestlers. So it's like, you know, what's, what's, what's really going to happen now? And then, okay, so Scratch all this. I have to take a second out to say that Kid Rock going to the Hall of Fame is absolute blasphemy. It's, it's it just makes no sense. I mean, oh, the attitude era. Limp Biscuit isn't in yet, so you know we'll hit we'll hit a new low when that happens. It's fine. I'm just saying, Lemmy passed away two years ago. Yeah, he's responsible it, for some of the hottest theme musics in it. He's an easy he's an easy selection for there. And then if you don't want to go Lemmy, I mean, there's this guy named Joe Johnston, I mean, that recently retired, that did almost everyone. If it, if it wasn't Lemmy, it had to be Joe Johnston that did all, all the theme music. I just don't see how Kid Rock goes. He didn't even perform. Like, he really obviously didn't care. He was running the campaign up on, on, a, on, a, on his speech. So, like, it just seems like the Hall of Fame deal. They need to just handle this better in my eyes. I'm not sure what. I mean, they sent out all these emails about are you enjoying the network and all these type of pro opposing uh, uh, and um, I can't think of the word I'm trying to use, but they send all this information out about engagement. Why not do something for the hall of fame to get the fans involved? Like that we, somebody we want to see and just let it be that. How much were tickets to that at, in New Orleans? Do you remember? Say, say, say Oh, how much was tickets? I have yeah. no clue. It yeah. wasn't going to be my money though. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So, oh, uh, but I don't know, man. This is it's a it's a very very it's, it, it, there's a lot of aspects that can be brought into here, and I just think that WWE definitely dropped the ball here because he's he was never one of those type of people uh, within any promotion to be like a bad stigma. So consideration should have always been one thing for sure. So maybe not the first year, but absolutely this year. I just don't see how you don't put that guy in. And then you had someone that liked the likes of Mark Henry, which I like Mark Henry, but Mark Henry, like I said, again, recently just wrestled. So, and if I'm not mistaken, it wouldn't have been like there was too many people that was passed um, for this year in Dutty because everyone was alive. So it, it, it would have balanced that out on that extent because like, like one of y'all said earlier, every year it seems to be one person who just isn't there to receive it uh, themselves. So, um, you know, they, they they just could have handled this right this year, regardless. If 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 they know they didn't want to do it 2017, and you know, for instance, he didn't make it to 2018, it should have happened. But the fact that he definitely made it to 2018, the 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 doctors said they gave him up to two years, and that seemed to have met that seemed to have come to fruition. I just don't see how they didn't pull the trigger here. Yeah, yeah, part of it might be, I mean, we just, who knows to what extent WWE was aware of what, you know, his situation was. I mean, who knows how, medically how how uh, in the know they were as far as like his whole deal. Because he had, he had the heart problems and then he can't, I mean, I think he, that was like, he said two years ago. So, I mean, it's yes. some t- a decent amount of time had passed since all that first had happened. So maybe they're like, well, I guess he's okay. We don't need to, you know, rush this right now. But I, I don't know. I mean, that That's the big mystery. It's just, you know, I, I've, I've, I've heard, you know, the rumors that it's like, you know, well, who gets in the Hall of Fame? It's like, it's okay. The day that Vince decides who goes in, it's just a matter of that day he likes you or not. You know, <laughs> it's like, it, it, is it that fickle of a thing or it's just like, all right, today, okay, what names you got, you know? And that's kind of how I've heard it approached that, like, you know, his inner circle kind of come up with a list of names and they all are kind of campaigning for their own personal favorites. And then it's just a matter of the day that the decision's made, how does Vince feel that day? And who knows if he's going to, you know, go thumbs up or thumbs down on someone going in that particular year. I mean, like you said at the beginning, there's no criteria. So it's like, it's a nice little perk for guys because they get a legends deal out of it. They get some, you know, some money out of it for the people who go in. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we don't have a benchmark for what gets you in the WWE Hall of Fame. So there's only, you know, there's kind of only so much you can invest in it when there's not like a given criteria for what exactly gets you in there other than the whims of a billionaire yeah. who <laughs> on a given day may or may not feel like, you know, throwing you a bone, you know? 
I think I think Vince's criteria is money and ratings. That's, yeah, that's it, all it, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's what he can, you know, he's going to put someone in that he thinks he can make some money off of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's slinging nostalgia with the Hall of Fame. So yeah. it's pe- people want to put a lot of value into it. And like, I mean, even not in the last, you know, few years, it's definitely become that a lot of the wrestlers themselves put a lot of value in it. But I guess it's just a matter of, you know, looking at it for what it really is at its core, as opposed to, you know, how much. I guess in a kayfabe sense, you want to buy into the idea of a Hall of Fame mm-hmm. for pro wrestling. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of so, my thoughts on it. <laughs> so, so while Robert at it real quick, without thinking too much, um, you have a Hall of Fame and you have uh, five regular people. Uh, I guess uh, the tag team thing is something as well. Then you have the celebrity branch. Uh, you have the Warrior Award and you have the legacy section. So legacy, it, it is what it is. Um, the warrior, the warrior award. That's for another topic one day. <laughs> because yeah, we can go for a while. That's a whole other ball of wax. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. We um, won't touch that. We don't need to nah. go down there. Hold <laughs> <way>. <laughs> that, that one may take a little bit of preparation for, it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we don't want to touch that right now. All right, so yeah, tat, one tag team, one celebrity, and five uh, individuals. If you had to make car- the, the 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 criteria for um for someone to be eligible, what would it be? Jeez, that's so hard. You know, it's so hard to say because it's like, do you value like length of career? Do you value like people working in a bunch of different places, or do you look at like you know this guy was the top guy in this one company, and since he's synonymous with this one company, that's more than enough. It's like there's so many different factors for you know what what constitutes fame mm-hmm. you know what constitutes someone being enough of making enough of a mark to warrant something like that well it's, kinda, your, yeah. Yeah, it's, your, like it's your field so you, scope it however you want i'm gonna say that um on the surface level being like if i was like a really dumb mark which i i am sorry i'm gonna disclose that no i'm, I'm not as smart <laughs> i'm not that smart i you know i would just think of it on the base level it's for me it's how many titles you want like if you've gotten multiple title runs, like this is the simplest qualification possible. Multiple title runs, which means that the company had faith in you at whatever point, or like more than one point. Like obviously you are a lock to get in the Hall of Fame if you've been like, if you're the Miz and have had the Intercontinental Belt, what is it, like seven times now? It, it's something high, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking. So It might even be more than that now, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and even if you, you look, Chris Jericho obviously is going in and how many, he's had like almost every belt. Jeff Hardy's had every single belt. So those guys are the kind of the lock to go in. So like, that's my lowest criteria is you have to have won a fucking belt, at least more than once. Yeah. And that's, that's what I would say for that. And my other one is celebrity. It would have to be somebody who has got a lot of ties to WWE, has been a good sport, has shown up on the program, has promoted the program to their own multimedia and audiences like Maria Menounos. I think she got mm-hmm. it one year. Like, she's great for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, you can see what you with a kid rock, and he was not a big proponent of WWE, but he did provide, you know, American Badass. And I think the last, you know, it was that terrible Mania theme this year. I think he did that one too. Oh yes, he didn't, do he, did, he didn't do it yeah. for them. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll make a point there. Yeah, they just took it. Um, yeah. So like, and like, like basically, their I think their criteria right now is whatever celebrity wants to play ball game with us and is a big enough name that we can bring in their audience. That's that's their celebrity person. And, you know, it, it's it's weird and shitty, but, like, you can't really argue that because that's, that's Vince saying that, you know, you want to bring in the mainstream, that's how you do it. You pick a celebrity that's a reasonably well-known name that also likes WWE. Like, maybe we're getting David Arquette next year. I don't know. Is, I, is oh. David Arquette in yet? Because that would be a great celebrity. Get him in. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> WCW. But... <laughs> It's fine. He loves wrestling. It's Topango from Boy Meets World. Hey, now, now we're talking. She's yeah. in my Hall of Fame already. This is how. You, this, is, this is how it, guys. This is how it happens. Like we are determining the Hall of Fame ballots. Right this is yeah. no more scientific than they're doing in Connecticut. I swear. But that's yeah. Those are the only two I have to think of for for that that criteria. Yeah, by, I by, think it's a, it's a combination. It's a combination of stuff like that, and especially for the celebrity side of things. It's a matter of, you know, hey, are you available to come and be part of this ceremony? Because the whole point is to have them there and get the rub off them. So if, like, they're busy that weekend, it's like, okay, it's not going to be them. (laughs) 
So that's part of it too. Sometimes it's just as simple as like, hey, what does your calendar look like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, I'm actually looking up Kid Rock stuff and it says they performed at several WWE events, Monday Night Raw in 2000, WrestleMania 25, Tribute to the Troops 2012. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to put in something here because I've read uh, a couple of Chris Jericho's books and there's one of them where he mentions the first time he met Kid Rock and I'm not going to name the year cuz I cannot remember. I think it's probably 2000. Like it's probably early. Mm-hmm. And Kid Rock could have had less to do with the wrestling. Like it did not interest him at all at the time. He actually I forget what it was, but there was a backstage prank or something pulled where the guys came out and did like a muscle modeling show. And Kid Rock thought it was like the gayest thing. And I'm champion of the gay people, Kid Rock over here. Clearly didn't want to stick around at all for that. So he kind of like homophobed his way out of the room and just never mentioned it again. So I'm like, how is he even in the Hall of Fame? He thought wrestling was ridiculous. Like I... (laughs) I can't understand how this is the same man. Like, gross. You don't need, you don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, you giant redneck racist. So, <laughs> I, so anyway, that, that was a tangent, but I was, that's why I was surprised to see him go in this year because I thought from that chapter in Jericho's book that Kid Rock did not care for wrestling anymore after that instant. But yeah, I, and, I, and, and again, you're not the only person I've read that book. So, I mean, yeah. a lot of people are aware of this. And, there's, and yeah. then, then, then he got on stage and he's pro Trump everything. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's pretty evident that even if Chris Jericho had to be in the scum of the world, what he was saying was absolutely true because you just solidified it. The whole thing so, about Trump, dude. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. AJ and the audience very excited. Like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm just so angry now. Go on. Go on. We're done with that. So, so why, why I list what I think is to be. Um, uh, the criteria to be in the Hall of Fame. You guys, I'm I'm gonna give you why 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 I'm doing this. Y'all think of three people y'all will induct next year. Mm-hmm. So okay, but for celebrity, I totally agree with Kaylin on this. Like, yes, this should be someone who has done something for the company, still in good graces with the company, and still has a liking to the business for the company. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense to me. So, I mean, like, I'm not even sure if Floyd Mayweather is in. Um, is in the hall of fame, but yeah, he absolutely drew for the company. He respects, obviously respects Vince McMahon and anyone who makes money. And if he was ever to be contacted again to do something, you'd know he's going to be for it, but he's never, ever sat back and said like, I don't have a liking for it or, or anything negative about it. But you know, somebody like that, who's like, I'm not actively campaigning WWE this, WWE that, but he'll go to shows. If it's in Vegas, he'll be there and he'll take his kids and stuff like that. So you know that that that's what does it to me. Someone who has done something, good graces, who's not going to create some type of bad, controversial, like whatever for it. Shaq could be another person, um, but yes. you know pe- pe- people like that. Um, tag team division. It, no, scratch that. To to your point about the belts too. The reason why I think the belts is such a unique aspect to 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 go off of is because not necessarily how many belts you've won. But it, that meant that the company was invested in you to let you win the belts. Exactly, and I think yeah. that ultimately is what fits for someone um, to be in the Hall of Fame. When you can say that the company looked at you at several points in your career and say, we're going with this guy. We're going to represent this person's going to represent this division or the overall brand. And when you accumulate enough, that just tells you about how much, how often they were for what, everything you've done. Point blank. And I think the other last thing is too. There has to be a like a a non-active like like uh, period. Like you have got to like not have been wrestling for WWE for like two years or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's got to be the, at least the benchmark start. There. I think the NFL is you had to be retired for five years. So um, I, I think they need to do something like that. I don't think there's an official retirement from WWE thing, but. Um, at least not have been actively wrestling on any event for two years. I think. Yeah. Start. A la Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah. They, they, yeah. They should. Yeah, they should put that in place soon because I keep thinking of Mick Foley. Like he needs to go into the Hall of Fame at some point. And he when is he done wrestling? We don't know. So if you implement something like that right now, it makes more sense. See, and the people like him, it's always going to be him versus the next big headliner person because he's easily a headliner. Oh yeah. So it's just going to be like, well. Do we want The Rock this year? Or do we want Mick Foley? Has he retired yet? We don't know. So. <laughs> yes. Well, and if you wait, if you wait for wrestlers to retire, you're never going to get them in because so many yeah. of them are going to they're going to go to the wheels fall off. So yeah, because like, 
Goldberg said he wanted to wrestle again at his Hall of Fame speech. So, oh, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what y'all got? All right. Here, here's here's where I'll throw out there. I'll, I'll, I'll make this quick. Since we already mentioned him, I'll mention, I'll throw him out there because he's got to be going in at some point. You got to have the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man. Just from the memorable gimmick, the long run with the IC title. And heck, like we were saying, people think he's in already and he's not in. So he he's a no-brainer as like a famous WWE character. Um, I will also throw out there, um, I would love to see uh, Miss Elizabeth get in and get recognized on her own. We already finally got Macho Man in, but I'd like to see her get in as like a separate thing since she was such a, a groundbreaking character and just, I mean her her run in the 80s was just like unlike anything else and it's you know she didn't wrestle but she was treated so differently than the other women that were around wwe i mean she truly like presented her kind of like as a princess it was a very different presentation for her and she's just another another famous character that just to me it's like okay obviously so many people know who miss elizabeth is it's part of macho Ooh. man's act he's in you can't if you have him in you gotta have her in Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they go, they go together one in the same. Um, let's see. How many did you say you want? You want three, three. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more. Last one. I'm going to give you a personal favorite of mine and another famous gimmick. Ravishing Rick rude. Oh give yeah. Me Ravishing Rick rude. Oh, in there. Yes. Like great, great run in the WWF, a great run in WCW tons, but I mean, never a world champion except for, uh, the, uh, NWA title for a brief time in WWF. I mean, and then WCW, but I mean, Intercontinental Champ, U.S. Champion, tag team title runs in uh, the NWA back in the day, and just just a fame. That gimmick is so darn famous. Part of this to me is like the keyword is fame. If people know your wrestling character and like immediately, you know, they hear the name and they know the whole shtick. Which Rick Rude is one of those guys where it's like you can immediately picture him in the robe and the mic work he did and everything. It's like that's oh. what to me means Hall of Fame. I hate to say it, but I just I had to go back and check. He went in last year. He did? That's right. Did. Son of Rude did go. Yeah, I forgot. His, right. his I son was huge. Yeah, because soon you start talking about it. I'm like, why do I why do I feel like I've seen this? My bad. My bad. Okay, <laughs> now I'll switch it real quick. My yeah. bad. You're right. He did go in because I remember his son was up there and he was jacked. That's right. That's I remember we were, right. we were joking that we were joking that night that the son of Rude was not getting out of there with a tryout. There's no damn way. <laughs> okay, I'll switch it real quick then. Another another guy that's passed and he could go in as a tag team or he could go in as a single since we're doing all this uk stuff british bulldog davy boy smith either put yeah. the tag team in or put davy boy in by himself personally i'd put the tag team and get him and dynamite kid both in there he's definitely not in so there you go british bulldog all right kaylin go for <laughs> it oh geez uh for tag team i know uh edge is in there i want edge and christian in as a team Mm -hmm. I think that'd be good to have in there because, you know, Christian is not even in the Hall of Fame anywhere. He's not hes not the worker that Edge was, I understand, and I am a Hardy Boys girl, so it even pains me to say it. But the fact that he wasn't in there, and he did just as much character work at the end of the day as Edge did. He just kind of had a, a different career path, and it went, mm -hmm. to, it went to, you know, in TNA. So um, maybe we'll overlook the TNA years of Christian. Um, yeah, put put him as, as part of Edge and Christian or as a singles guy. That would also be good. Um, I want David Arquette as my celebrity. David Arquette. I am 100% on board with David Arquette train for uh, celebrity uh, induction. Uh, and I guess who else? Main guy, like I was saying, I'd love to see Mick Foley get in there. Um, but again, we're not sure how done he is with his career. And I almost feel like Mick is the kind of guy who would turn it down at this point in time because I feel like he doesn't feel like he's done in the business. And I think some of the legacy guys or the older retire age guys maybe might look at the Hall of Fame as like a stamp, like a death knell in their career, like you're done. We're putting you in the Hall of Fame, no more wrestling. So I kind of feel like he wouldn't be into that. Um, maybe the Brutus the Barber Beefcake in there. You know, give, give Brutus a, a bit of a rub because he's done a lot of character work and he's absolutely ridiculous. So if you need somebody weird who will probably piss off Hulk Hogan, which we all want to see, put Brutus the Barber Beefcake in there, please. So, uh, I, so I got you pinned on one too because I couldn't believe this for a second. But Mick Foley actually did go in in what? I this 2013. It's okay because I can, I can understand why you didn't watch this. Even though this one did have Booker T and Bruno San Martino, 
Um, out of the celebrity wing came Donald Trump. So oh, yeah. well, that yeah. Oh, wait, I see this now. I'm looking at the Wikipedia and I just saw like inducting the Briscoe brothers, and I'm like, wait, no, and that was a different Briscoe brothers. So <laughs> I had him. I had just had a minute here. So Wikipedia. Yeah. So for easily for me, celebrity wing Joe Johnston easily. Um, hmm. um, tag team. I'm gonna go with this the Steiner brothers because I need I can't see Scott Steiner going in by oh, himself no, I and I also it. can't see Scott going without Rick so it just has to be I the two it. of them point blank yes. I can't see Rick going by himself is what I meant but either way um yes I need Scott Steiner to get up there drop some Scott Steiner math and um that will be the highlight of the entire he'll, night he'll try to fight <laughs> Triple H like it'll be the best <laughs> So basically, you mean to tell me that it's been what this 2019? So if you take that minus how many years I've been born, that leaves y'all with a 36% chance that oh, I'm so good. <laughs> and, and throw Sid Vicious in there. Hell, why not? Let's just make this the funniest Hall of Fame year of all time. Like I love them, it, two, <laughs> them two on the same state, that could be that could be ridiculous. Actually, I need to check to make sure Sid Vicious is not in there because I feel like pretty sure he's not. I'm pretty much positive he's not. <laughs> See, the problem is you look it up. I kept looking up like who's not in, and you'll find pretty much all these articles that have been written year after year, and they're yeah. not updated. So it's like yeah. I'm looking at one right now. It's like David Rick Rude, and I'm like, oh yeah, Rick Rude should be in. And it's like, no way, yeah, he did go in. That's <laughs> yeah. the problem. Yeah, you know, all these old articles are out there. Like pretty much every year, I guess they're getting written around WrestleMania season of like these are the people who need to be in that aren't going in. Uh, yeah. You know. Anyway, uh, all right, so. I have we scorched the Hall of Fame sufficiently? We did. We definitely did. We 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 did the damn thing. But we gotta go for our bonus segment now. So since um the return of Caitlin's on here is it, it, it the floor is yours. Oh, it's a bonus segment. Um so why are we hot part two? Oh I'm mad about this, but like a lot of people are mad. Um okay, so Brief backstory. I don't know if anyone remembers last year, but if you've heard me yelling, my favorite wrestler in the world is Dalton Castle. And the fact that he has the ROH World Championship, he won it in December. I cried. It was a great night for me, just like being the biggest fangirl. I was disgusting. It was awful. But he's had the belt since then. He's taken second fiddle to Bullet Club and New Japan, as everything does in ROH. Anybody who watches ROH, which is my favorite promotion, full disclosure, we all know that this is the truth. This is the way that it goes. Because for one, it's the merch. For two, it's the popularity. For three, you know, it's the skill. Like 100%. New Japan's wrestlers are beyond good. And that partnership, honestly, has benefited ROH more than New Japan. We're all, we're all being very honest about this. And... So I guess the, the big problem that has been for a long time is that anything homegrown in Ring of Honor is taking second place to whatever drama and storylines are happening in New Japan or on Being the Elite, which is the Young Bucks web series. And that leads up to All In, which everyone I think is familiar with, which is the Young Bucks and Cody's Bullet Club themed uh, indie wrestling fiesta happening <laughs> in September in Chicago. Uh, I had a ticket to this, as I was saying to the guys before the show. I sold it. Um, number of reasons. Like, for one, I, your, I, your president's doing some weird stuff to Canada. I kind of don't want to go down there for a while. And for two, I just kind of am not thrilled with the way that everything has been built up for that title scene, which is going to be Cody fighting Nick Aldis. And the stipulation is that if Cody wins the belt from Dalton Castle at ROH's new pay-per-view, which is Friday, he's in a triple threat with Marty Skrull. So it's Cody versus Dalton versus Marty for the belt. Um, so if Cody wins the belt, he'll put it on the line against Nick Aldis. It'll be a title for title match at All In on September 1st. And the way the whole storyline is progressing, it's clear as day. Uh, Cody's very likely going to win the belt on Friday, barring any interference. I'm not going to say that weird shenanigans won't happen because they might. But it is a, a sadly undeniable fact that Dalton's really banged up. And, uh, you know, the word people love to use is that he's had a, a lackluster title run. But what got has gotten me hot under the collar, because besides the fact that I'm a mark, I kind of really feel like they set him up to fail here in this point in time. Because what can you do against the Bullet Club monolith? Like, you cannot book these guys to lose when they have a gigantic hot topic deal. And they are the centerpiece of so many of your storylines that are bringing eyeballs to your product. I'm not arguing that but it really diminishes your own championship belt. 
and to have it on somebody who's not involved with the Bullet Club drama, as Dalton isn't, he's separate of that. It really diminishes his storylines and makes him kind of a second place champion. So by all rights, they're very likely going to put this belt on Cody on Friday, and then he's going to go on to defend it and then fight Nick Aldis for the NWA title in September. Uh, so that's kind of what's got me hot is that anything in ROH that isn't Bullet Club or New Japan related just kind of gets tossed to the wayside. It's it's a straight fact. It's not speculation. I've seen it with my own eyes. And it's just gotten me a little bummed out because, you know, you look at ROH and you wonder why they're they're leaking so much talent and they're losing so many stars and not building as much of a system. It's, it's you know, you know, it's because of this sort of thing. And it, it just it's really sad to see because I think you could do so much more with the actual talent you have in your promotion as opposed to bringing in talent from others. But, you know, I'm not the booker. I am just an armchair fan who really loves the Peacock King. So I'm very uh, bummed out about it. I'm very bummed out about this. I got some, I got some, you know, clean extra cry to do and a bottle of whiskey and I'm ready to let it go on Friday. You know, at the end of the day, what, um, it's a hard thing to hold on to a face champ. I think that's true for a lot of promotions, is that mm -hmm. if you have a face, I can accept arguments to this, but I do really think that having a face champ is a hard thing for storylines. It works much better when you have a heel asshole champion on top and the face is chasing him. It's, it's so much better for programs. But this has just kind of been an unlucky run for Dalton. He's, he's super banged up. He's going to have to take some time to recuperate after this, I'm sure. Like, I'm speculating i'm not sure i hope he doesn't because i love him but it's it's just kind of has been a little bit snake bitten for his run and a part of it is the physicality part of it is the bullet club stuff and all in and everything else so i just i was so mad about that that's all i have to yell about just sad face all right yeah sorry that was a long rant no no I, no i didn't even talk about the jericho boat but like the jericho boat is also involved we could talk about the jericho crew yeah so, look yeah it's keep going if we if we just want to be total wrestling marks here, we can obviously say there's a conspiracy going on here because yes. <laughs> number one, everyone who's working at Jericho Cruise, now to bring it up, it's all working all in. They're all just it's all like a deal. It's like you're my buddy. This is this guy's either we're dating, so both of us can do it. Blah blah blah. It just seems to be everything, everything all within the indie scenes, um, and these involvement promotions are all centered towards all in, all the bookings and absolutely everything. So. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and at the end of the day, yeah, people still got to go out there and do the work. They got to put on the mattress and that it is what it is. I get that. I definitely get that. But let's, let's, let's think about this now. Let's, let's, cause it's really no place to centrally go to, to see who all signed in, but obviously all the bullet clubs there, um, Stephen Emile's there. Obviously he's friends with them. Um, Tessa Blanchard is going to be there. Deanna Peraza is going to be there, which is a package deal. Marty Scroll. You got Okada. You got. Uh, Pentagon Zero, his brother, Joy Janella. You have uh, Brittany Baker. Um, Chelsea Green, that? right? Chelsea I Green think. will be there. No, they're both going to be there. And Jay, Le Jay Lethal, who Jay Lethal obviously is just going to be there, there to just be there because I don't, I don't, he doesn't even, I don't even know what he's up to nowadays. I mean, obviously, he's still in RH, but whatever. But it, anyway, so, um, Let's let's take a look at the roster here. Now you have the Bullet Club. I mean, you have the Young Bucks, who has every tag team belt possible right now. You have <laughs> Kenny Omega, who has the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Finally, right? Finally. Yeah, finally. Um, yeah. So what? Do we get him versus Okada again? Possibly. So they can give it 15 stars. So, you know, that seems to be the thing. You have Cody, who's probably the headline for this, who's going against Nick Aldis, as you said. And it is title for title, but he has to have a title in order to do it. Um, so obviously they wouldn't mess up that book by not giving them something. So we all know again, Friday, I'll be there right away. They's going to win. You now have Joey Janela and Penelope Ford, who will beat there. Joey Janela just recently won the WWE championship last night. So I'm just looking at this and I'm just going to say that um, Austin Aries is going to be at, <laughs> is going to oh, be there Friday. And you God. know, this guy's collecting every single belt possible. He really is. Oh my god! So yeah, I, I'm sure TNA or Impact is like, yeah, um, definitely we want our belt represented there. Okay, now, um, I forget, I forget what belt, um, 
What belt does Pentagon have? Does he has the MLW? No, Shane Strickland has the MLW belt. No, but but uh, Pentagon and Phoenix Ray has the tag team belts from MLW. Yeah, so they'll be in they'll be in the building. <laughs> so I'm just like now that you just look across the board, you're just saying like, well, who who in the wrestling community of these big promotions belt would not be represented there? Yeah. And if not, yeah. is there a potential that they are going to be there? And the answer is absolutely yes. Yeah, yeah. You watch It's a a no-brainer because, I mean, so many eyes are on – all eyes are on all in. So since the tickets are already sold, they're trying to work out a streaming deal now. It's just that show is going to have so much attention that weekend. Everyone wants to be represented on it. Now, what they're going to do on it, who knows? But being it's the biggest show that a non-WWE company has put on in the States, like in this – in the 2000s, since WCW went down easily, it's like everyone's going to be watching that weekend. So everyone wants, you know, it makes sense. You want to be represented there. You want to have some eyes on your guys and have your company's name mentioned. And it is what it is. I mean, I I get why they're doing it. I am totally in agreement with you that Bullet Club has gotten so long in the tooth and so played out. That it's just, I mean, it's been going on years now with so many different iterations of different guys in it. Guys come, guys go. And I get it that, I mean, you can't ignore the money it's making. You can't ignore that hot mm-hmm. topic deal. So I get why they are milking that cow and they are squeezing every last drop they can out of that darn thing. Because obviously it is the biggest thing they have as far as money goes. But you are absolutely right, Caitlin, that it is it's causing the rest of Ring of Honor to stagnate because everything is being done to keep the focus on Bullet Club. I mean it's I'm sorry. No, I was saying you were you were just saying too about other promotions and all their other belts. Like the idea of all in and bullet club and all these other promotions coming together, it's also screwing with their booking as well, because you have to get all your belts in one place. So mm-hmm. this whole like monolith performance, this this whole promote this whole one-off gig it's just kind of acting like a weird bermuda triangle warp zone that all the belts are heading towards <laughs> like a giant magnet for belts that is exactly it yeah also yeah. area is the impact champion right he now, is so. the magnet of belts like that that's him so i i just you know i'm 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 gonna watch i definitely will watch and you know thank you to whoever bought my ticket i hope i hope you have a great time I, i'm gonna watch it but i i i kind of am going to be happy to see it done if that's if that's a, a thing I can say, like I love I love Bullet Club. I, the Young Bucks I think are great. Like I think they're doing a great. Dis- I think disruptive is the best word you can use for what they're doing in the industry, and it, it's I mean that full compliment. It's just it's going to be interesting to see what fills the vacuum after All In is done, because it's going to leave a weird kind of void vacuum in the indies, and I want to see what fills or what comes next for them or other promotions related to them, because it's going to be something. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens after September 1st, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cause, I mean, the, the big question becomes that show finally happens. And then a few months later, come January, I mean, it's open knowledge at Omega and the Bucks. All their New Japan deals are done in January. So oh, yeah. that's the big wild card. It's like, what's going to happen after oh. all in with them, you know, having their chance to make a change if they want to. And it, it's just that timing is just so, so convenient that all of a sudden, Hey, the new day and them are suddenly all playing video games together. Stuff like that just does not happen. Yeah. So, and WWE promotes it all loosely. And, and, uh, oh, there's, there's Kenny Omega's footage from yeah. the, from the uh, you know, episode, uh, yeah, a long time ago. He's on the network now. Like, Oh, you guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you don't fill a building with 10,000 people and not catch Vince McMahon's attention. <laughs> so everybody <laughs> is on everybody <laughs> is on the radar now. Everybody's on the radar now. So it's just like, how, how this the rest of this year is going to play out and what happens in January is going to be really interesting. It's really uh, going to be interesting. And, I'm- I, I got to see Vince roll up on a tank outside of uh, the Chicago. So <laughs> I got to see it. I got to see it now. 
The DX tank, I, I need this in my life right now. Just like, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm literally looking at the best of the world card right now. And yeah, so you got the, the, the triple threat for the ROH World Championship. Yeah, but also now the Young Bucks are facing the Briscoes for the ROH World Tag Team Championship. They'll probably win them. Like, why yeah. not? We can confirm <laughs> that's going to be a win for them. I mean, this, this is the last ROH pay-per-view before. Oh, uh, no, wait, I might be wrong. I think they, they won in August. Before. They have one in yes. August in oh. Vegas. Yeah. Okay, so there is a chance that I could be completely wrong and might just rant it about, and the, the belts will all change hands in August. That could happen. <laughs> yeah, but, but that, that doesn't happen this week. Okay, I will say this. So if Adam Page beats Punishment Martini for the, the TV championship, I, I can almost ensure that Austin Aries, who's just fa- facing Kenny King just for just for whatever, I can almost ensure that that, that August one, um, Austin Aries oh, will also yeah. be there to collect this one. You are absolutely right because that, that is like their second tier belt. He will take that belt. Be, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but seriously though, like, yeah, I, I, I do agree. Like, I, you put it well put. Like, yeah, this feels like a black hole of just everything. All the convergence is just all happening in one place. But man, what happens after August? Like, yeah. the 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 losers here are obviously anyone who's not involved. Like any particular wrestler, not promotion, but any particular wrestler who's not involved in all in. I think absolutely loses here. Like I can't help to think now that like what's what is next for Dalton Castle? <laughs> so um, like, I mean, know, like, if he goes to NXT, I will cry. Just don't okay. don't go, don't go. I'm like you have the dream to to distract you. You have Velveteen <laughs> Dream. You don't need another wonderfully flamboyant superstar. <laughs> you have you have one. But yeah, I don't know what's next for him. Like if you take, it's kind of like you're not going to have anybody within the title picture who's not. Bullet Club adjacent, really. Yeah. I mean, the next step is to bring in somebody from New Japan to win the ROH belt. I, I, I don't know. So he's got to take time off for injury, maybe, and then you see what happens when he comes back. But um, it is, it just is disheartening to watch as a fan and as somebody who wants better things for both her favorite wrestler and her favorite promotion. Because yeah. I, I do, I do love New Japan a lot as well. I think. I think the partnership has really, I get very proud after New Japan ROH pay-per-views because I'm like, oh, people are introduced to my, my, my garbage promotion now. I love them so much. And honestly, they're, <laughs> they're live, their live shows are the best. They're so much fun. Yeah. But I, I'm just, there is always the kind of weird murmuring underground of like, if New Japan ever pulled their support from ROH, ROH would be fucked. So you, you've got to figure out what you're doing with your, your homegrown talent. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Exactly. So. I, I think that they get in a I, I think they get in a Bermuda triangle with MLW and Impact after this. Well, you know, we might get to next year and like them and Impact might have a partnership and Noah yeah. and New Japan. Everything yeah. might end up being one giant versus WWE next year. We don't we don't know, but I think yeah. it's kind of going like Don Callis is bringing everybody fucking together. So yeah. it's gonna be Don Callis is the mastermind versus Vince. Maybe either, we'll see that. We don't either know. that or just NXT brand period. I mean, because they're they're building their own alliance with NXT progress. Um, yeah. Uh, um, Pro, I think Rev Pro too. Yeah, Rev Pro. Uh, I see ICW evolve. Yep. So yeah, so we're we're getting more conglomerates. I think in in 2019, which will be good and bad for the business as a whole for sure. But I mean, you know what? Let your let your wrestlers unionize. That's all I want. Let them have their health care. It's <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> Pay them, pay them fairly, and let them have health coverage. I'm Canadian. Yeah. These are things I believe in. That's all I really want. Yeah, yeah. man. Whoo! I, I, I big topics. Ah, yeah. I'm I'm feeling totally different after this now. Like I, I, all in is going to be all in, but what is definitely next after it? Yeah, it's a big uh, question. Because what, what's uh you could say. Uh, it's actually terrible. I should have worked that a little better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they say they say black holes also the creation of things too. So I mean, there could be something positive about this. We'll see, but yeah. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All be, I know is that. Cool, yeah, all, all I know is that every gold period in America is going to be in Chicago in September, point blank. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, you know, before I wrap this up, uh, shout out to R. Waits for not having that. Madison Square Garden deal because Vince McMahon said no, um, and and going and is going to run a show in Madison Square Garden that night. Oh. Like that deal. So um, yeah, um, 
it'll be a long time before we see all rich and uh and wwe playing fair because they are this is still marking his territories for sure and not, not letting no one come close to it so hey that's for another day, uh-huh. you guys got any remarks before we get out of here god i think we 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 nailed it this week man yeah. <laughs> people wanted us to talk about vader in the hall of fame so we, we we took care of that one and then we got some roh there on the side of going into all in and that's the thing that gets me about the darn all in show it's like we're still like do we got july we got august we, we we're we're a li- little less than three months away from that thing coming there's still a lot of ground between now and then to cover we're just these pieces got to come together i mean heck we only know one match you yep. know all we yep. know is that nwa title match so what else what else is everyone going to be doing there what what is the rest of the card you know they got to start announcing some stuff to keep people interested so there's big names i mean ray mysterio is going to be there we can assume chris jericho is going to be there um since he's Jer- jericho has pretty much said he won't work against vince in the states because he's not he's not doing the g1 show in the cow palace okay. in a week Okay. Two weeks, I guess it is. He he he's claiming at least in interviews that where he's drawing the line with his new Japan involvement is that you know work in Japan's cool, working on a boat in the middle of the ocean is cool. Uh, love it. I think he's he's I, I drawing. Might, I might go on that boat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like full disclosure, I might actually like I keep thinking about it and I'm hilarious. But anyway, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the way I keep hearing it, just the way he described it recently was that, you know, U.S. soil is where he's drawing the line. So he, he don't want to burn his bridge with Vince. He don't, as best I can tell. So I don't think he's going to be working all in unless there's a surprise. Oh, and of course, you know, there's always the star rumors about could there be a surprise being all in as in Chicago, a certain other guy that I'm not particularly a huge fan of, but you know, Hey, it's, He's out of court now, and he's probably done with the UFC. So it could happen. A lot of people are hoping for it. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, see, he will be there signing, and everyone wants it. And there are all the conspiracy theorists and uh, Dave Meltzer Jr. is out there in the world think he will be working something. So, guess we'll see. Either way, <laughs> either way, either how, all roads leads to all in, and no matter what. However you feel about it, it's happening. It's sold out. People will be there. People will be watching the streaming somehow, somewhere. And what's next after that? We may never know. We may <laughs> never know. <laughs> but we'll be okay. We'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> we hope. But in, anywho, uh, again, you know how the Flaming Hot Topper series works. When the topics get out there, reach out to us. We'll address them as, as fitted, as they deserve. And, and then the impromptu episode will be put out. That's what we do. But you know, <laughs> weekly things is every other is every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And interviews are weekly, seems to be now. <laughs> so, yeah. who, we, who, we, who we got coming up? Who we got coming up? Do a little promotion real quick as we wrap it up here. Okay. Um, who do we got coming up? God, I almost dropped the name that I really didn't want to drop. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm not going to drop any days. Just stay tuned. I'll be promoting this stuff. I'm not going to drop names. But people stay, are coming. People, Just know people, that people are coming. The plate is full. That is for sure. <laughs> no matter if I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> no matter what happens of, of, for scheduling, people are coming. That's what. Yeah. That's what I'll leave that with. <laughs> Big secret. Big secrets. Yes. yes. Hey, but look, this has been fun. It's good to it's good to uh, have the band together. It hangs. <laughs> anyway plug your stuff man so we, feel we can get out of here alright well as usual it's at Heel Will Mahoney on Twitter and on Instagram and of course the Snack Society with all our latest videos coming up of uh, the different snacks we're reviewing I'm still trying to find the darn pistachio Oreos that are uh, nowhere to be found in the Northern Virginia area and it's kind of driving me nuts but uh, outside of that we got a uh, we got stuff coming. There's always videos of those dropping. I had some horrible White Castle breakfast sandwiches that I reviewed this weekend that are it just dropped this morning on the Snack Society YouTube channel, and it is not good. So do not get white. <laughs> I will tell you, do not get White Castle sliders breakfast sandwiches. No me gusta. That's can what I, I'll leave you with this week. Can I just yeah. one-up you on that? Just don't get White Castle. Just, just do that. <laughs> Go ahead, go go for it. 
I was going to say first, as someone obsessed with American junk food, I have to get in and listen to this because this sounds right up my alley. This is fantastic. There you <laughs> go. We, we have nothing fun up here. It's just, we're boring. Um, okay, so I am on Twitter and it's at Criseda, C-R-I-S-E-Y-D-E. I know it's weird. I was an English major. Please don't blame me. Uh, my Instagram is at my love subliminal. I'll be taking some photos, not professionally, but some nice photos at uh, Smash Wrestling versus CZW. It's coming up in a couple weeks here in Toronto. It is Sunday, July 15th. Um, we're going to have a probably very good match. That's Matt Cross versus Walter. There's going to be chests chopped and, uh, you know, a lot of great violence for the kids. So that'll be July 15th. And uh, if you're in the Toronto area, please come out because Smash is so much fun every time I go. It is the best. Um, that's it to plug, uh, my stuff. I'm just kind of chilling out and, um, watching tons of wrestling. So hit me up on Twitter, ask me some questions, listen to me, uh, yell swear words at you. And, um, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm good at. So thanks. Do me a favor. So Matt yeah. Cross, right? When Matt Cross came to Nova Pro, I had no clue Matt Cross was, first he's Jack. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to say him. that. Yeah. I just had no clue. He was around like, what, five, two? He's small and full of muscles and beard. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just do me the utmost favor. When when Walter and him are like looking eye to eye, just hit the record button because if you chop him out the ring or anything of that sort, that very damn well could happen. I just want to yeah. make sure that we saw it first. So it's gonna be. I will put it into the store. I will do Insta story for that. I will broadcast live. It'll be great. <laughs> Look yes. forward to it. <laughs> Indeed. But anyway, you guys know where to find us at. I'm um, just at the website, biggobellgroup.com. All of these information, it links us to all the social medias, everyone that we're all involved with, and anything we got pro- promoting or going on. It's all there. So just do, you know, stop past there. Show some love. Keep reaching out to us, man. I really appreciate the fan engagement and wanting us to do more of these and um, the feedbacks from the interviews and all that other good stuff. That stuff is good right now. Not like in a braggy level of like, oh, we're like big time or anything. But no, stuff is good. It's fun. And it's doing its job. This is all for, you know, our enjoyment to relieve us from the nine to fives and all the other dumb, stressful shit in the world. So this is what we do. We have fun. We talk wrestling and, um, you know, we take we, we take pride into it, obviously. But, yeah, again, it, it, it warms us that people reaches out to uh appreciate the work that's going on. So, you know, continue doing that and we will continue putting it out. And for the flaming hot topics, we will continue dishing that. Believe it. Believe believe that, big dog. Believe that. <laughs> believe that. There you go. <laughs> so we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>